Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus, amen? Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me as we pray to him? Jesus, we uh, love you and we're so grateful that we can come and celebrate Christmas, the arrival of who you are as a baby who came to earth to show us who the Father is. And God, we just love you today. So Jesus, we pray as we now gather around your word that you would speak to us. We just wanna hear from you. We pray this in your name and everyone who agreed with this prayer said, amen. You may be seated. You know, one of the most powerful statements that you can ever learn to make starts like this. Jesus says, I am blank. Jesus says, I am blank. This is one of the most powerful statements you can can ever make because this statement is attached to your identity. And so here's what the Bible says. They're full of vivid descriptions of who Jesus says you are. If you've established a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you better start filling in the blanks. You better start filling in the blanks about who God says you are according to his word. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, Jesus says that you are redeemed. I am redeemed. I am his workmanship. I'm alive to God in Christ. I am his masterpiece. Jesus says that if you follow him, then you are sealed with a promise. And the promise is the Holy Spirit. Now, these five are just a start. I could list another hundred that God himself says about those who follow him and that we should live into and believe and clothe ourselves in this identity. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. You're likely, you're more inclined to believe the things that Jesus has said about himself rather than the things that he says about you. Have you ever noticed this? Take, for example, John chapter 8. This is what Jesus declares. He says this, I am the what? Say it with me. I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. Now, as bold as that statement is, it's not hard to understand why people for thousands of years have just fully accepted Jesus's words of being the light of the world. After all, when he came to earth wrapped in flesh, there was this dazzling lights display that just really filled the night sky and the angels sang and said to the shepherd, this is the the Christ child. And as that was taking place, Jesus, he stepped across the universe and he became one of us. Scripture says he made his dwelling among us. And it's not hard to accept Jesus's words as the light of the world because after all, there was this unusual bright star in the heaven sky that led the wise men to come and gather around the manger and to worship him there. I mean, it makes no wonder that for hundreds and thousands of years, people have said, yes, he is the light of the world. Now, why is this important? Let me tell you why this is important. The Bible tells us to expect dark days. Look at this verse, it says this, however many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. But let them remember the days 
of darkness. For there will be many. The Bible tells us that we're going to go through many dark days. Now, what are dark days? Well, these are days when you're feeling negative emotions. There are dark days when you experience conflict, conflict with your, your, your spouse or conflict with your ex or co conflict with your teenagers. There are dark days when you experience conflict and, and work relationships are challenging. There are dark days when, when you experience disappointment, when you experience disappointment because life didn't go the way you thought it was gonna go. Life wasn't what you expected, what you planned for, what you prayed for. That's not life. And so it's a dark day of disappointment. It's a dark day of grief or loss or loneliness. Some of you are experiencing your first Christmas and there's an empty seat at the table. Your room is empty. You just wanna smell them again. You just wanna speak to them to again. I have a good friend back in Ohio and this is his first Christmas. He's my age, early 40s, first Christmas. His wife and their youngest daughter was gruesomely murdered in their home. That's a dark day for my friend. And maybe you're experiencing a dark day. Dark days come in all forms of stress and anxiety, fear. There's dark days of, of just depression. These are dark days. And the Bible talks about dark days. In fact, hundreds of years before Christ came as the light of the world, here's what the pro prophet Isaiah predicted. He said these words, distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged. Looking upward will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. Those are some pretty heavy verses for a Christmas Eve. But wouldn't you agree with me? The kind of captures what's happening in our world today. There's a lot of fearful gloom. There's a lot of, a lot of questions What's gonna happen in the Ukraine? What about Putin? What about our government? What about our economy? For some of you, you've watched your 401k go to a 201k. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I gotta work like another 40 years. Like, how's this ever gonna be a reality? Some of you right now, you're thinking to yourself, do I wanna even bring kids into this world? You look at America and you think to yourself, where have we lost our morals? Where have we gone? Some of you are raising teenagers and you think to yourself, oh my word, this is so difficult. Our sexuality, our, our, intellectual, our intellectual pursuits, our materialism, while so many people in other parts of the world live on less than a dollar a day, and we as Americans are so entitled and so selfish, and all there is is more anxiety and fear and gloom, and we curse our government and we curse our ultimate authority, God himself. There are dark days. But thankfully, the, the prophet Isaiah made another prediction. He said this, one of my favorite verses in Isaiah 9-2, the people walking in darkness, they have seen a great light. Those, those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. So how do you have God's light on your dark days? You know how you have God's light on your dark days? You have to turn to God. In order to have his light come into your life, in order for those dark days to dissipate and allow the sun to come clear to you, then you have to turn to God. That's what the scripture teaches. 
In fact, that's why Jesus said this in John 12, 46. I have come into the world as a what? As a light. Here's the purpose. So that no one, who? Oh, you guys came like it was a Christmas Eve service. You guys are all tired. I want to preach a little bit. Can I preach? Come on then, lean in, help me. So that who? No one, this isn't a Catholic service, not Lutheran. If that's your deal, you missed it. You came to the wrong church. This is spirit-filled, non-denominational. We go after Jesus, we preach the Bible, and we have a little fun and we laugh together, okay? All right. All right. And I love Lutherans and I love Catholics, and my aunt is one, and I get it, so I'm not trying to hate. All right. 1246. I have come into the world as a light so that who? No one. Thank you church showed up. No one who what believes in me should stay in darkness. Now, scripture doesn't say that you won't have darkness if you follow Jesus. Scripture says if you follow Jesus, you don't have to stay in darkness. There's a big difference. Uh, Jesus himself said, hey, uh, you're going to have trouble in this life, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So that doesn't mean you're not going to have like issues, you're not going to have problems, you're not going to need to see a therapist or you know, whatever. Yeah, you might, but you don't have to stay in darkness when you follow Jesus Christ. Amen? His light can transform your life. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you four parallels, four properties of light. I was doing some research this week and looking at some science books and things like that when it comes to light. So I want to give you four properties of light which reflect the light of the world, Jesus Christ, and how he can affect your world. Are you ready? All right, good. Number one, light can illuminate your life. Light can illuminate your life. I don't need to tell you this, but when you woke up this morning and it was like minus 1300 degrees and Um, You were thinking to yourself, why do we live here, right? Did anybody have that thought? And I said, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, because I am so cold, okay? You walked over um, in your room, and you turned on the light. Why? Because you wanted to see. You, you didn't want to kick the dog. You didn't want to stub your toe. You didn't want to fall on a Lego. You didn't want to say a curse word on Christmas Eve. So you flipped on the light. Why? Because the light allows you to see clearly. Listen, friends, if you need clarity in your life, then turn to the light of the world, Jesus himself. He'll bring clarity to a couple things, to your decisions. Everybody say decisions. He's going to give clarity to your disappointments. Say disappointments. And he's going to give you light in your darkness. Say darkness. See, when you follow Jesus, he illuminates your life such that there is clarity. He gives you perspective. So much of our world today struggles because they don't have perspective. Everybody's yelling at each other and everybody has their own views. And what Jesus does, he gives you a divine perspective. You begin to see things through his eternal word. You begin to experience his eternal peace. You begin to develop a relationship with light that really casts out the darkness in your life. That's why Ephesians 5.13 says it this way, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. In your dark days, you need the light of Jesus when you can't see the way forward. 
You're here today, you're watching online. You, you don't know what the future looks like. You can't see your way forward. I'm here today to tell you if you turn your life to God and you look at the light of the world, you'll begin to have clarity when it comes to your path forward. It might not get easier. It might still seem like there's darkness, but I guarantee you, as you follow the light, Jesus himself will lead you. Here's the second benefit. If the first benefit of light is that it illuminates your way forward, then the second benefit is this. Light can disinfect. Light's a great disinfectant. It cleans things. It sanitizes things. I, I, I don't know about you, but um, I've never used so much hand sanitizer in the last five years of my life. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's my new cologne. I feel like, feel like I mean, there's, it, it cleans things. Well, light does the same thing. Light can kill germs. Light can serve as a disinfectant. Light, light can, can purify water. Light is a powerful thing. It is a disinfectant. It can clean things. Now, when we look at Jesus, his very nature is light. His very being, he comes in not only to expose darkness and to illuminate things, but to cleanse things, to disinfect things, to sanitize things. And you know what he cleans and disinfects and sanitizes? Your soul, your life, your thoughts. He takes negative thoughts and those scripts and he replaces them with the truth of what he says about you. He fills in your blank. He begins to say, you know what? I see purpose. I see destiny. I know you went through a divorce, but God has something for you. He begins to, to speak life into things. I know you battled an addiction. I know you're a control freak. Anybody a control freak? Or is that just me? I am such a control freak. And you know what Jesus is teaching me? Just let go, Adam. Just relax. If I'm your son, then I have it. If I'm not your son, if you're not my son, then you can control it. And you know what has happened in my life? The stress level just goes down a little bit. I'm not so keyed up. I'm not so edgy. I'm not, so, I'm not trying to always trying to manipulate it and work it. I can just like, God's got it. He really does. He's in control. And you know why he's in control? Because he's in control of my heart. And you know why he's in control of my heart? Because he's cleansed my heart. Jesus, as the light of the world, is a disinfectant. Listen to what one of his original disciples said in 1 John chapter 1. He said, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. This is what John heard from Jesus. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. Verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. And if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, here's a promise from scripture, if we confess our sins, he is faithful, not only faithful, but he is just, and he will forgive us all of our sins, and he will purify us, he will cleanse us, he will disinfect, he will sanitize us from all unrighteousness. In your dark days, friend, if you have dark days, then... You need the light of Jesus when you want to be clean, pure and simple. So let me ask you, is there anything inside of you that's dirty? Is your soul sin-stained? 
Is there an area of shame, trauma? Is there a piece of you that lives in secret? Whatever stays in secret, any sin that is in secret will continue to grow in darkness. But when you take sin and you expose it to light, that's when the healing work of Jesus can come in. Because Jesus did not come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through himself. Why? Because God loves you. Can I say it again? God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Young to old, that little child got it right there. Man, get him an extra Christmas present. Yeah, that little boy said hallelujah. God loves you. And he sent his son to cleanse you. And so tonight, I just want to ask you, are you clean? Are you forgiven? Are you made right with God because of Jesus? Here's the third thing. Third property of light is that light can heal you from your past. Sometimes we're stuck in the past and we can't get past our past. But light has a healing properties. In fact, scientists are now just discovering how powerful light is. In medicine, lasers are used in surgery. In dermatology, there's light masks. Why? Because a certain kind of light, blue light, actually kills bacteria that forms and creates acne. Red light reduces wrinkles. How many of you need red light? How many of you need blue light? I'm so messed up, I need both lights. I'm 43 and I still get zits and now I got wrinkles. So I need light. In therapy, in therapy, light is used for depression. Light is a powerful thing, friends. And, and here's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to heal you when it comes to your past. In your dark days, the light of Jesus brings healing. Healing in which arenas? When it comes to emotional pain, relational pain, sometimes even physical pain. You know, stress-induced kinds of anxiety can create sickness in our bodies, when it comes to autoimmune diseases, when it comes to depression, there's sickness that takes place because we're not healed from our past. For some of you have been doing work with therapists, you, you've been talking to spiritual mentors, the truth and the word of God, whether it's marriage mentors or a, a Stephen minister, and God is bringing healing to you when it comes to your past. And that's a powerful thing. That's so powerful because Here's what scripture says. Let, let me give you three beautiful scriptures right from the book of Psalms. Psalm 69, 29, David writes this. But as for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation, God, protect me. Psalm 103, verse two. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And then he lists a benefit in verse three. Who forgives all your sins and what? Heals all your diseases. So while the light of Jesus Christ can heal your past, while the light of Jesus can disinfect your soul, while the light of Jesus while, while can illuminate your way, your path forward, here's the, the fourth thing that the light of Jesus can do is the light of the world. Ready? Light can grow your life. Light is light for anything living. Think photosynthesis for a moment. 
Every plant is dependent upon light. No light, no growth. In the same way, when you think about your spirit, the human spirit, when you come and you worship and you gather collectively as people who are not perfect, but people who are forgiven, people who are seeking, people who are are straining forward and saying, God, I know you have more for me and you're growing me and you're changing me in the image and likeness of your son, Jesus Christ, then you grow. When you come into church services into a row like this, do you know what happens to the human heart? It becomes tender, becomes soft to the ways of God. You sing songs and you begin to worship and all of a sudden you hear prayers and you receive comfort. You go through darkness and dark days, you need church family because there's community, like real community, not just your drinking buddies or your party people or all that's going on, but you have people that really truly want to know you and care for you. People who aren't perfect and people who sometimes get it wrong, but when you see them, you know that you're connected to them. You know you're connected to them because they're your daughter's friends and they play volleyball. You watched them grow up together. There are a couple that went through something really hard and they reached out to her. You reached out to them or you saw somebody from a different color and they came into the family of God and all of those divisions were erased because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Black, brown, white, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, people from all over begins to reflect what heaven will be like. The book of Revelation says that in those days, every person from every tribe and kindred and color and every tongue will worship the Lamb of God together. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. That's why I love Pathways. I love this church. I love this church because I get to see more of the heart of God when we worship together. And I become more and more like Jesus. And if you're a follower of Jesus, can I just say this to you? If you're a follower of Jesus, guess what? The same Jesus who came and said in John chapter 8, I'm the light of the world, that same Jesus, he filled in the blank. If you're a follower of Jesus, he filled in your blank. Say blank. He filled it. You know what he said? In the same book, he said, you are the light of the world. Everybody go like this. Who, who, me? You're the light of the world. Now, can I get real honest? I struggle when I hear those words spoken over my life. You know why? Because I know that I battle darkness. I know I have dark days. I know I have a lot of ignorance a lot of impurity, a lot of selfishness, a lot of pride. I'm not the parent, I'm not the husband, I'm not the person, I'm not the pastor that I wanna be. And when I hear Jesus say, yeah, Adam, but you're the light of the world, I say, who, me? Maybe you're like me. But no matter how we feel, it doesn't nullify the calling that Jesus declares over our lives to be the light. In fact, in one of his strongest statements, Jesus says it this way. Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify. Look up and say, wow, 
There is truly a heavenly father who loves me. You know why they know a heavenly father loves them? Because you love them. Because you care about them. Because of your good deeds. Not, not your proper doctrine. Not that doctrine is not important. But deeds draw people. Deeds. They begin to see something different in your life. And if you want... And if I want to be the light of the world, and listen, friends, then Jesus needs to be the light of our world, of my heart, and of your heart. And so what Jesus wants to do on this Christmas Eve, he wants to reach through the darkness of our hearts, and he wants to be your light.